we want to take a few minutes and study together. Before we begin our Torah study, let's pray. Blessed are you, Lord our God, King of the universe, who sanctifies us with his commands and commands us to engross ourselves in the words of Torah. Amen. This week's Torah portion speaks of kings and prophets and Messiah. And Moses teaches Israel to recognize true prophets and false prophets. And he instructs kings as well about humility. Humility before God, humility before the scriptures, and humility before God's people. Moses also tells Israel, this is one of the extraordinary words Moses has, he tells Israel that another one is coming, and when he comes, all of Israel needs to pay attention to him. And just in case you were wondering, he's not referring to Joshua, who he appoints and tells people to relate to him, but Joshua is not the one that Moses is talking about. We want to start uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 17 from this week's portion and read a few verses about instructions for the kings. Deuteronomy 17, verse 18 says, when the king has come to occupy the throne of his kingdom, he is to handwrite a copy of the Torah scroll for himself from the one the Kohanim and the Levites use. So he's to go to the most original version and he's to make a handwritten copy on a scroll himself. It's to remain with him, and he is to read in it every day, as long as he lives, so that he will learn to fear the Lord as God and keep all the words of this Torah and these laws and obey them. And so that he will not think he's better than his kinsmen, and so that he will not turn aside either to the right or to the left from this commandment. And in this way, he will prolong his own reign and that of his children in Israel. Sandy and I were talking about the readings, and we both took note of this one. And she made a comment that was interesting to me. She said, the king is not above the law of God. And then she said something that I, I found quite clever. She said, the king will be tempted to turn aside to the right or to the left. And we were comparing the temptations back then and the temptations now. And there's still a temptation, and, and that is to only go in the direction of the political right or the political left. So we were both laughing about that. Who knew Torah mentioned the right and the left? And this passage suggests there's another way to follow. The, the teaching here is that by holding fast to these precepts that are laid out, the king will prolong his governance as king. His right standing with God and his right standing with the people. So what's important is the king has to make a copy himself of the Sefer Torah, the Torah scroll. 
Incidentally, it's worth pointing out, there's no mention of the oral Torah here. There's no mention of, uh, of anything other than the written Torah. He is to read for himself the written Torah. And then he's to copy it, and then he's to read it every day, to read from it every day. What a good example that is. To spend time every day in the Word of God and to learn the Word of God. And I can tell you this, if you hand copy that many things, that many words, it'll become precious to you because you're not going to do it in a short period of time. To do it perfectly can take up to a couple of years at full-time effort for a trained scribe. So for someone who's, who's uh, not trained, it's not his profession to make such a long manuscript, it could take years of effort in order to copy it and to get it so. The, the tradition among the Jewish people is the copy needs to be as perfect as the original. And there's no room for flaws. How, how many of you grew up and your teachers could not read your handwriting very well? The, now, it's interesting is in Ukraine and Russia, in the former Soviet countries, their handwriting is much better than ours. And they teach people to write well. But I was thinking, man, there's a lot of scribbling going on in the American world. And who are the most notorious scribblers of all? Doctors, Doctors right. But the king was told, write it by hand. Make a good copy. Really dedicate yourself to it. Do it well and make it in the form of the original. What an instruction, very important instruction. I'm, I'm going to recommend that the Republicans and the Democrats consider adding this to their platform. <laughs> Not that they have kings, but that they have leaders and that... They would not just be religious folk, but let it be that they take to heart, if, if they want to learn from the scriptures, let them make a good copy and be in it every day. You know, one thing happens when you have to copy a whole book, you have to pay attention to parts you might not want to pay attention to. And all of us like to edit out the parts that are most troublesome to us. But when you're making that complete copy, you'll see things you don't want to see. Well, let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 15. Moses says, the Lord will raise up for you, he's speaking to Israel, he will raise up for you a prophet like me from among yourselves, from your own kinsmen. And you are to heed him, you are to listen to him, you are to pay attention to him, just as when you were assembled at Horeb and requested the Lord your God, don't let me hear the voice of the Lord my God anymore, or let me see this great fire ever again. If I do, I'll die. On that occasion, the Lord said to me, they're right in what they're saying. And so I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kinsmen, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he will tell them everything that I command him. Now look at verse 19. Whoever doesn't listen to my words, that's what the Lord says. 
Whoever doesn't listen to my words, which he will speak in my name, will have to account for himself to me. So this coming one, this is important to all of Israel, not just to Messianic Jews. And I was thinking about a time in Budapest when an elderly Jewish man, a Holocaust survivor, he was an architect and had designed the, the, um, the consulate for the, the British that was in Budapest. He was an accomplished man. But there was a moment when the Lord touched him so deeply that he was transformed. And because of that, he became a Messianic Jew because it happened in uh, Holocaust survivors' ministry time in a very startling way that no one could have imagined. But afterwards, he was so enthusiastic, he started telling the rest of his Jewish friends about Yeshua. And one of them said, well, that's your opinion. And in his inimitable fashion, he said, no, it's a fact. And he just put it that way, and the Hungarian was just so beautiful to hear, uh, to hear his language. And we used to laugh because he was so bold when so many other people are like walking on eggshells. How is it going to be handled? How are you going to communicate? And he didn't think about any of that. He knew he was sure Yeshua was the Messiah. He knew he himself was a Jew. And he knew that this is good news for Jewish people whether they're already Messianic or not. They should hear this. It's a fact. And that's exactly what Moses is saying, is what the Lord is saying. The Lord isn't saying, listen, if you end up becoming messianic, you should believe in Yeshua really strongly. He's saying to all of Israel something like this. I'm going to hold you accountable for how you listened to me through him. Now with that in mind, let's read from the New Covenant Scriptures where we see some examples that are interesting. John chapter 1, starting in verse 35. The next day, John was again standing with two of his disciples, or Talmudim in Hebrew. Say that with me, Talmudim. On seeing Yeshua walking by, he said, this is one English translation very familiar to you, behold the Lamb of God. David Stern puts it more simply, look, God's lamb. I like them both. His two Talmudim heard him speaking and they followed Yeshua. And when it says they followed Yeshua, what it really means is they followed after him. He was walking somewhere and they were like walking behind him. Verse 38, Yeshua turned around and he saw them following him and he asked them, what are you looking at? Or what are you looking for? Either way. And they said to him, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? And he said, this is a great line, come and see. You see, they were following him, meaning they were walking after him because they wanted to know where, where was he going? 
And they wanted to know, where are you going? And he could have said, well, I'm, you know, I'm staying at this hotel or I'm staying at this house or this address. He didn't. You know why? Because Yeshua is looking for followers. And he's not looking for adherents. He's not looking for people who give mental assent to the idea. He's looking for people who follow him. So he knew they'd started following. They were sort of, it could have been creepy. <laughs> but it wasn't. And they want to know, where are you going? Where are you staying? He said, come and see. Say that with me. Come and see. Now keep that in mind. You might want to make a note. Come and see. And so they went and saw. Isn't that a good thing to do? They went and saw where he was staying. And they stayed with him the rest of the day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. And one of the two had heard John and had followed Yeshua was Andrew, the brother of Shimon, Kepha, Simon Peter. The first thing he did was to find his brother, Shimon, and tell him. Now look at this. The first thing he did was to find his own brother and to say, we found Mashiach. We found the anointed one. And he took him to Yeshua. How could he take him to Yeshua? Because he followed him. And not only did he follow him for a little while, He did what Yeshua said, come and see. So they went. They ended up at Yeshua's place. And so now he goes home and he looks for his brother and he says, listen, you got to meet him. It's it's Mashiach. He took him to Yeshua and looking at him, Yeshua said, you're Shimon Bar Yochanan. You'll be known as Kepha. The name means rock. The next day, Having decided to leave for the Galilee, Yeshua found Philip and said, follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, the town where Andrew and Kepha lived. And what does Philip do? He found Nathanael and told him, we found the one, look at the words very carefully, that Moses wrote about in the, pro- in the Torah and also the prophets. That Moses wrote about in Torah, in the Torah portion we're reading today, where Moses says, there's one coming like me, but you better listen to him. Moses wrote about in the Torah, also the prophets. It's Yeshua ben Yosef from Nazareth. Nazareth. So what do they say? They speak to Philip. He speaks to Philip and he says, this is the one that Moses wrote about. He doesn't say, I think, I feel. He doesn't say, I believe. He says, it's a fact. This is the one. Nathaniel says, Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? And that can be understood a couple of different ways, but if you understand it this way, it's, it's like a low-level interesting. If you think, well, Nazareth, it's you know, not a very prestigious address. 
But there's another way of understanding it, and that is when he says, can any, anything good come? That is an, a way of saying, can the good one, the anointed one, come from Nazareth? And I think that's, that's a better understanding. So Nathaniel says, if, if you can hear it this way, can Mashiach come from Nazareth? And look at what the answer is. Come and see. Philip says to him, so do you see how this is working? Yeshua says, come and see. And then the ones who came and saw tell the next one, come and see. And they tell the next one, come and see. Then Yeshua saw Nathanael coming toward him and remarked about him, here's a true son of Israel, nothing false in him. Nathanael says, how do you know me? And Yeshua said to him, before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Now, Nathanael has like this revelation. He says, Rabbi, you're the son of God. You're the king of Israel. Yeshua answered him, you believe all this just because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? And then he says, you're going to see greater things than that. And then he said to him, yes, indeed, I tell you that you will see heaven opened and the angels of God going up and coming down on the Son of Man. Referring to that experience that Jacob had when he saw the revelation of the ladder that the Lord used to go down to earth and back up. And angels were using that as well. And if you can see this in the text. I tell you that you'll see heaven opened and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man. You see, the Son of Man is like uh, to be understood figuratively also as the connection between heaven and earth that Yeshua is. By being eternal and then taking on a human body and then later returning to the eternal realm Yeshua makes this complete connection between the things of heaven and the things of earth. So this is what he says to Nathanael. I saw you before you saw me. I know who you are. And Nathanael then says, I know who you are. And they have a connection because of that. Whenever Yeshua gets a hold of someone... They find out who they themselves are because the Lord will tell you something about yourself. But not only do you discover yourself, you discover who he is. And so you can see how your identity becomes rooted in your relationship with him. You can't really know who you are unless you know who he is. That's what Moses is saying to the king, you can't even be a king, even though you are the king, you can't be a king without knowing who God is. You can start out. You won't last. You want to prolong your position? Stay in the word. 
serve the Lord. Stay humble before God. Stay humble before his scriptures. Stay humble before his people. And so you learn something. The one who's supposed to have the most power in the, in the political society of Israel is called to be humble in an extraordinary way. It helps you understand what Yeshua was talking about. You want to be great? Serve everyone. Serve everyone that you can. Now let's close with a passage from the Haftorah portion. Isaiah 51. Because this is written not just about other people, it's written about you. How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of the ones who bring good news. If you're going places and you're talking to people and bringing them the good news of Yeshua, you know what? You've got nice feet. You'll never get a pedicure that will make your physical feet as nice as your spiritual feet are. Proclaiming shalom, bringing good news of good things, announcing salvation and saying to Zion, your God is king. Listen, your watchmen are raising their voices and they're shouting for joy together for they will see before their own eyes the Lord returning to Zion. Break out into joy, sing together you ruins of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted his people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared his holy arm in the sight of every nation and all the ends of the earth will see the Yeshua of our God. And then verse 12, the last verse that I want to refer to in this passage says you don't need to leave in haste and you don't have to flee. Why? Because the Lord will go ahead of you and the God of Israel will also be behind you. If you need a rear guard, the Lord is there for you. If you need an advance team, the Lord is there for you. In fact, he's in both positions simultaneously. If you're moving forward, he's in front of you. He's also beside you. He's also at the rear. He's in every place you could possibly need him to be. What a blessing that is. Now, who has that assurance? The ones who are telling other people. The ones who are telling other people, come and see. The ones who are saying, it's a fact. This is what Moses and the prophets said. Don't just depend on your opinion. Depend on the word of God. And be in a position where you can say, this is what Moses said. This is what the prophet said. It'll really go further. It'll really make a difference for people. And remember that great mercy of the Lord. He comes to the ones who are in trouble, and he brings them good news. So you're going to find people who are in trouble. Anybody run into anyone in trouble this week who needed help? I hope God used you to encourage them with the good news of Yeshua. Because that's what you're here for. That's one of the things you're here for. You are also good news to the Lord. The Lord who loves you also wants you to spread that love. So let's make it simple. The holidays are coming up in a few weeks. 
Tell some people, come and see. Invite people. Find the right moment, and if you can't find it, make it. Be like the one who had been with Yeshua, and the first thing he did was he went to his brother and said, I found him. I found Mashiach. I found Mashiach. And invite them and bring them. Don't be afraid that they're going to reject you. That's the wrong attitude. Be courageous. That's what makes your feet so good. You want to make your feet beautiful? Tell other people the good news of Yeshua. A lot of images can come to mind about feet. But keep it at the beautiful level, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's close with a word of prayer. Lord, we thank you that you love us so much that you came for us. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you, Lord, that there's life in you and that you give us times of refreshing and you wipe away our sins as we repent and turn to you. Thank you for Yeshua, who is our rabbi. Thank you for Yeshua, who is our savior. Thank you for Yeshua, who is our salvation. We are not ashamed and we are not afraid to proclaim Yeshua HaMashiach, the one that Moses and the prophets wrote about. Lord, I pray that our hearts would be strong and that we would be joyful and we would be useful as the holidays approach, that we would be useful in bringing people to you. We pray this in Yeshua's name. Amen. Let's close with Aaron's blessing. Would you please rise? And if you're by yourself, if you don't mind shuffling a little bit so that you're not alone. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep watch over you and protect you. The Lord cause the light of his face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and give you his peace in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Shabbat Shalom.